Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom. Live on BBS Radio, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners with one-on-one coaching and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation and learn from one-on-one coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests how to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. If you wish to be coached now, get in the queue by dialing 888-627-6008. Each business owner is selected on a first-come, first-served basis. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach and certified financial educator, Shirlene Reeves. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We are so excited to be here tonight because we are going to do some coaching on determining your best target market. Now, I I just want to read a quote to you from... Dr. John Demartini, who is just an amazing man, and he was on my show before, and uh, he has the, some really, really wonderful quotes. And so I just wanted to share this. And it says, if you really care about humanity, you are going to want to meet their needs and fulfill something in their lives. When we make a difference in people's lives, we get fulfilled. You have to care about people and find out what they really need. And that's what this is all about because so many entrepreneurs that I meet spend time running to so many networking groups and they really have no idea what to say when they get there. And it causes a lot of problem because they're totally insecure. And in fact, I was at an event last night where someone was talking about how she was not confident at all about what she did. And I knew right away why she wasn't confident because she stood up and I hope she doesn't mind if I share this. She does the crystal bowls, you know, the singing bowls that uh, help you with your health and, and the way your mind thinks and it can really shift things in you. And I've had even, some put on my back and it made a difference in the healing of my back. But what she really wasn't confident about was that she had a business, but she has no programs to stand on. So she has no confidence. How do you sell anything if you don't know who you're talking to and you have no programs to sell? Now, if you can answer that question, it's pretty amazing. Because I sure can't. And I knew when she said she didn't feel confident exactly why. She hadn't yet been empowered to know who she is with a blueprint that she has in her mind so that she's completely confident when she speaks about what it is that she does. 
And that's why I wanted to talk to you tonight about your target market. It's so important that you define your target market. And I'm going to give you some points to think about right now. So if you have a pen and paper or pencil, whatever you want to use, I want you to take a few notes because you're going to find this very valuable. And this comes from my financial side of how I work with businesses. Now, first of all, if you're going to work with a target market, it can't be everybody you know, and it can't be everybody in the world that wants it. So many entrepreneurs say to me, well, I'll sell it to anybody who's willing to pay for it. But then they don't know how to sell themselves. They don't know how to sell their products. They don't, they get on stage and they give a speech, but they're not really talking to anybody directly. So what happens is nobody hears you. So what I want to do today is define or support you in defining how you want to present yourself and who you want to present yourself to. So look, let's look at the age group. You know, some people say to me, oh, I want to educate the young people because they really don't know how to have a business. Well, that makes a lot of sense if they're still in college and their tuition is paid for, but you're going to go broke. And I'll tell you why, is that they don't have the money. They're just starting their family. They're probably in their 20s. And they have no idea, these people, where they want to go with their life yet. They may still even be in college. We don't know. And what if they're starting a family? I started my family when I was 21. And it was just enough to keep moving forward every day, make sure that they were fed and they were dressed and, and these babies were running all around the house. I had no time to learn much of anything. Aside from that, there wasn't a lot of extra money because I was spending money on baby stuff. You know what I mean? So that may not be your best age group is in the twenties. And then when they get to say 35, well, then they're thinking about saving for college for their kids. And they're maybe they've bought a house and they have a big mortgage to pay. And then they have cars to pay for. And it's just one thing after the next. And the money goes out as fast as it comes in. And they don't have much, as we call it, disposable income either to pay for programs, extra um products that they might want and, and really they're just focused on getting through one day at a time in fact i i like to say they're not even awake meaning they get up in the morning they give their kids breakfast they get themselves ready they get in the car they drive to work then they do their work thing then they drive all the way home and put dinner on the table give the kids a bath and go to bed and they do this every day, day in and day out. And there's no extra time for much else. Even if they do have some income and they could pay for a program or a product, they don't even have time to do it. So it gets really, really tough in there. And then, like I said, they may be saving for college 
or they might be in that sandwich generation where they're trying to take care of their parents and save for college for the kids. And there's really no hope that they'll ever get to retire. So there's not a lot of extra money. Now let's go to maybe 45. At 45, the kids are pretty much through college, if they're lucky, if they started out young like I do. And they may be looking at what's next. And they might have some disposable money to pay for whatever your product, your program, or whatever it is that you are working to support the masses with. So that maybe tells you something right there, doesn't it? That maybe at 45, there's a glimmer of an opening for time and money. And that's what most people say. They either don't have time or they don't have money. So think about your product and what you're doing with your product and actually the age group that sounds best for you. Now, you might have something that works really well for babies and children, but if their parents can't afford to pay for it, it doesn't do much good. So I want you to think about where the money is. I'm talking to you from a financial perspective. Where is the money? So right now, I want to bring in a brand new student. She's just starting with me. And I thought I would share with you how we work together so that you will be able to maybe work along and do your own definition of what your target market is. So let's welcome all the way from Ohio, Debbie Tremley. Hi, Debbie. Are you there? Yes, I am, Charlene. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm really glad you're on the show with me tonight. And well, thank you. <laughs> I know that you've got some exciting news because you just got certified. So why don't you share with our listeners what your certification is? Um, my certification is a life coach. Um, we haven't defined it at this point um, because I'm brand new. Um, I just received my certification a month ago. And um, what we had talked about was um, working with families. Um, I am a um, assistant teacher. I've worked with um, teacher, um, teachers and students and their families for the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to work with the moms and the students on how to have a better relationship. Mm, excellent. Excellent. Because there's a lot of problem with that, isn't there? Particularly in the teenage years. Would you there say? is. Oh, definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know a lot of teenage moms that would be willing to pay, or a lot of moms with teenagers, excuse me, <laughs> that would be willing to pay anything to get that resolved, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been through it myself. So, so I have, have I. a great deal of sympathy for them. <laughs> So, um, you know, when we talk about teenagers, we're talking about between the ages of 13 to 19. So mm -hmm. where do you see the biggest, um, where do you see the biggest group that has the most difficulty? I see two at this point, um, 13, because they're just coming into teenhood. 
they are not sure who they are. They still want to be kids, but they still want to be in, they're teenagers, so they think they know it all and that they're ready to hung go and they're just ready to take on the world. Mm-hmm. And then 18-year-olds, most definitely, they're almost ready to graduate from high school or they have and they're ready to go out into the world, but yet they still have that home life of what mom says or dad says and how to define that so that they can have a better relationship and understand each other. Hmm. Now, let me ask you something, Debbie. Okay. When when you're talking about 18-year-olds, okay? Mm-hmm. 18-year-olds are tec- technically out of their parents' hands, right? They're still home, but the parents true. don't get much to say about those kids, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. So the question I have for you is, from your coaching perspective, do you feel that you would be able to work with 18-year-olds who the parents have no control over at all? Oh, no. Now that you say that, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So the parents could get coached, but the kids have never shown yeah. up, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So what does that tell you? That tells you what? What did you just discover with that? That 18-year-olds that wouldn't be in my target. No, they definitely. Wouldn't. Yeah. Even though the, the the sweet spot for the money for the parents is at that point, um, I don't think that you'd get very far because you'd only be having one half of the group to coach. Yeah. Makes sense. And you want, yeah. And you want both of them together so that they can come to a, a unit as a unit and to be able right. to get along and um, be a family and not have okay. to have all the wonderful arguments that we had mm-hmm. <laughs> as moms. And, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And so you could circumvent that, right? Mm-hmm. Make their lives so much easier if you were supporting them when they turned into teens, then maybe they'd have smoother sailing for the rest of their teenage years. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I agree with that, definitely. Okay. So how, let me just ask you, based on what's going on with the work that you do now, what do parents say to you about this? They're always saying, um, <laughs> I can't get my kids to do my home, their homework. Um, they won't do anything at home. I asked them to, and they just said they want to play video games. You know, they don't want to communicate because now um, kids have their own phones. And so they're on their phones all the time. And there's no communication in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. what? What kind of a tip would you give a parent with that situation? What what comes to mind for you? Having a family night mm, at least excellent. once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've um, done this in the past um, at a school that I worked at, and it was amazing the turnaround of what was happening within the homes. At least, and that was just only one night a week. They had the, the kids had a report back to the school the next day of what they did. They either played game. They, there was no TV. There was no electronics. They had to play a board game or they had to play charades. They had to do something together as a family. Mm. Even the parents weren't allowed to use their phones at night, their cell phones at night. 
<laughs> I love that one. Because <laughs> how many times I, I, I was at the mall the other day with, with my son and his wife, and I there was a play area, and I was watching all the parents. <laughs> the kids were playing and having a great time. All the parents were on their phones the whole time, except for one. And they were interactive with their children. They were talking to them. They were having fun while the rest of them were all on their phones. Interesting. So it the sounds one, like the parents needed uh, some coaching too. Huh? Definitely. Definitely. Um, because we think we know everything, even as a parent, and we don't. <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> and so it is just... Um, Sometimes we just have to redirect parents because I know I had to be redirected sometimes as a parent to have a better thinking process. You know, I'm a diehard. This is what the kids have to do. And this is how I was taught, you know, and it's not like that. It's not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Every family is different. Every family dynamic is different. And you have to find out what their dynamic is so you can work with them so that can, they can have a better family unit. Mm, exactly. Now, do families work differently together or would you say that it's pretty cookie cutter? What are your thoughts? It's not cookie cutter mm -hmm. because there are some families, um, it is to the most point that some families, they have gymnastics, they have baseball, they have football, they have wrestling, they have this, they have that, and they're always into sports or they're always into something. And then there's some families that don't do anything because maybe they can't afford to do all this stuff. And mm -hmm. so they sit at home playing video games or they sit at home and do things that there's no communication still. Because then again, the kids are on their phones, the parents are on their phones, and there's no communication. And that's mm -hmm. where we're losing our kids. Okay. So that's a great message that you just told me for... And I want you to understand, I'm just going to pull back for a okay. minute and teach, talk to you and the audience. Um, just because that Debbie has re realized that she wants to focus on this specific age group. And it really does sound like she resonates with that. I think you'd all agree. So, But that doesn't mean that she couldn't work with somebody who has a child that's 17 or 16, but she knows that that 18-year-old age is not a good way to go. Now, what happens with people when they first start in their business? If they aren't thinking in this way, then pretty soon you're marketing and you're splashing color all over and you're trying to do funnels on the internet and you're, you're doing so many different things but you're not focusing on the people that need you most. And wouldn't you agree that if Debbie said things like, you know, people are not connected at home or they're doing, they're all doing their own thing or the kids won't do as the parents ask or they don't complete their homework or they're on their phones. Parents are going to relate to that, right, Debbie? Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. That's literally going to call those parents to you, literally. And that's the big problem when we don't choose our target market properly. We don't know how to use those words that call those people to you that need your support. Does that mm -hmm. make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. So would you catch them before 13 or do you think that 
I mean, how old are most parents when the kids are that age? Um, in their thirties, most likely mm -hmm. like later third, um, mid thirties to forties. Okay. All right. So you know what I just described about the money situation. Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> but let me tell you, it's like I said at the beginning of the show, if someone's having a real problem and it's overwhelming and it's taking over their household, which I suspect many of these kids do, they're going to reach out to you. They're mm -hmm. going to go, oh, my gosh. She's been looking in my window. She knows exactly what's going on, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So in that case, you are, how can I say it? You are literally driving home the point of there is an answer. There is a way around yes. this. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, there is. Okay, so now how would you define your target market that we just worked on together? I would say um, target market would be between um, 35 and 45. Mm -hmm. And okay. for teenagers, it would be, I would go 12 to 16. Okay, 12 to 16. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really those that's that's awesome. Okay. So when you your next step now that you've defined it, and you may find out as we take our next step, and I'm gonna share this with you tonight. Okay. That you may need a little bit more wiggle room, but we don't okay. know for sure yet. Okay? We're we we do not know because we haven't talked to these parents and asked specific questions that can direct us. Correct, Debbie? You're just Correct. new to this. Just yeah. new. We don't know. Yes. Yeah. Just brand new. And that's why I invited you onto the show tonight so that I could show others how to do this. All right. It's kind okay. of works well when you have a good coach. That really makes a difference. And I want to go back just a tad bit because Debbie's a coach and say that it doesn't matter how good we are. We all need a coach. It just mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And even in my world today, I've been in, I've been a business success coach and been in business for over 28 years, but I have three coaches. And I don't want you to think or anybody out there to think that, oh yeah, I got it. I know it all. I don't need any coaches because you don't know what you don't know. That's the big thing. And once you find that out, it makes a huge difference. You were going to say something, Debbie? Yes, I was. Um, when I was um, working on my certification, um, both my coach that was um, teaching me, we coached each other, mm -hmm. which was really, really fun to do. And there was things that I worked with her and she worked with me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she has been a coach for a very long time. So, yeah, I do agree. We all need coaches no matter where we're at in our life. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. And then let me tell you, the, the higher up you go, the more expensive they get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My assistant's always saying to me, is this going to end? <laughs> no, it's gonna never going to end this for you. <laughs> But, you know, if I, I couldn't, 
coach anybody else if I didn't have the expertise mm-hmm. that I'd gotten from other coaches. Yes. So that's the thing. And each person is a blend of a lot of different coaches because quite frankly, there's nothing new in the universe. <laughs> it's just that we put our own spin on things, right? Mm-hmm. That's yes. kind of how it works. So I want to talk to those of you who have been in business for a year, maybe two, and maybe you're feeling like your business is a little bit sick because you don't have the income. Like I said in the very beginning, you're moving from networking group to networking group and you're paying so much money. And I want to address that first because I want you to really add up what you're spending at each one of these networking groups and take into consideration whether you've gotten any business from it or not. Even a referral to somebody else that created some money is business. But if you've been going to a networking group and you have your target market well-defined, then what you need to do is look at the group itself and evaluate whether it's the right group to be in or not. And if you've been there for six months and you've gotten nothing out of it, it's time to go because those aren't your peeps. Okay. So think about that. Anytime you're at a networking group, I want you to seriously evaluate who's there. Are they in your target market? Think about the age groups that I just shared with you and then make your decision about whether you're going to stay or not. Because I go to a group here in San Diego and every month it's $45. And not only that, they're talking about increasing the annual fee to $240. And I want you to add that up times 12 and see what that is. And then decide what it is you're going to do. But if somebody wants you to buy in for $300, and I just went to a group like that not not long ago. There were only 12 in the group. And my rule is that you need to have at least 30 or more because we all know not everybody shows up. And with 12 in the group, I went twice. And one day we had four. Now, they want me to pay $300 to be a part of that group, but that doesn't make financial sense to me. Does that make sense to you, Debbie? No, it doesn't. No, because there's no way you're going to have enough opportunity to network with these people. And then I also looked at these 12 and realized that only five of them could fit into my target market. But they didn't show up almost those two times. I met them once, but they didn't show up both times. So I just couldn't see the benefit of paying the $300. Now, some groups are very, very large, and they pay you pay a lot to start with, but they may not be your kind of people. They might be all MLM people, multi-level marketing, And not business people. And maybe if you're after business people, MLM people may not be the best ones for you. On the other hand, like in my situation where I'm trying to teach business owners how to sell, MLM people are great for me. (laughs) 
but they don't do programs and they don't want to become massively visible on video and make an impact in the world. So I have to look at that too, that they're not great for me in the long run. I hope this is making sense. And I hope you'll sit down and really evaluate what you're doing with your business. Because if your business is feeling sick, meaning it doesn't have enough money to support it, and you're burning through your savings, and you're, ha and you're challenged with just putting food on the table, then you need to take something else into consideration. And either you have to hire the right coach and make that work for you, or I always tell every entrepreneur, getting a job is not a bad thing. Get a part-time job so that you at least feel secure enough to continue on with your business. Okay, so we're going to take a break for just a moment, and we'll be right back with Debbie, and we're going to move to the next step. Now that she's defined her target market, we're going to talk about how she's going to learn the words and phrases that her clients are waiting to hear. See you in just a minute. Attention, professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, the art of selling with heart, the next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course is because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class, because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. And welcome back. And I just want you to know, you know, we've had this discussion about finding 
Debbie's perfect market, her target market. And I want you to know that deciding exactly who you wish to work market and work with or speak to and focus on, it's probably an entrepreneur's most difficult challenge. And it's perhaps one of the biggest reasons why entrepreneurs give up and go back to their day jobs. So I can't begin to tell you how many business owners tell me that everyone is his or her client. But now we know from working with Debbie that it doesn't work that way. And you saw her shift just within our conversation from the 18-year-olds to the 13 to 16-year-olds. And she can really zero in on that market. Now, Debbie had an interesting experience earlier tonight in my mastermind. And we were working on this kind of thing, actually. And I wanted her to share with you what that was like for her and what she learned in that mastermind. Would you mind, Debbie? I do not mind. I had an awesome time with the mastermind class this evening. Um, what I got from it was just the energy from all the women. It was everybody was like-minded like I am. Um, we had all the same goals of wanting to get our business a hold of it so that we could go move forward. Um, each one of everybody supported everybody within the group. And I was new tonight within the group and they supported me and I was able to support them in a couple of things, which was really fun to see. It was just a collaboration of women together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, then, um, Learning how to talk in just so just fewer words. <laughs> I talk all the time. <laughs> I'm always gabbing and everything, <laughs> and everybody's always laughing at me because I talk all the time. And um, and just learning to say what you wanted to say in fewer words to get it across. Because I didn't realize the more you talk, people lose you. I knew that because we teach that at school, but in business, I didn't realize that. That the mm. less words you use, the more you're going to get your point across and you're going to get them hooked into what are you, what, what I want in on in your business. And mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that until tonight. Um, and it was, it was just amazing to see all the women just, and seeing the one that we was working with to get her, um, tagline tonight mm -hmm. was fantastic. I mean, it was just, she had no idea at the beginning and by the end of the hour, we had a tagline for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. I can't wait to get my tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's going to come down the road, but I'm excited that um, just even to get in this point of working with you tonight, um, just my target group is exciting. Mm -hmm. And um I, I feel like I've grown leaps and bounds within just this evening. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's hard not to with that group that you were in with. And Agreed. the reason that I have that group, the reason I do this mastermind is because being an entrepreneur is lonely business. Believe it me, mm -hmm. it's a very lonely business. And the group that I put together works together to lift the whole community at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think you saw that in action tonight. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. And everybody wants everybody else to do well. Mm -hmm. And that 
makes my job so much easier because it provides accountability. So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, a lot of what I'm teaching tonight is in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart, Empowering You to Build Relationships for Financial Freedom. And it's on the press right now. And if you are really interested in getting your business up and running and not have to go back and do things again, and what do I mean by that? What I'm talking about is when you get the cart before the horse and you run out and you get your business cards and you get your website all set up and you do a book, then suddenly it's like the woman I was talking about earlier with the crystal bowls. She there's no foundation for all of that. And all that money's gone out the door before you've had an opportunity to make any money. And mm-hmm. that's why people run out of savings. They run out of their 401k movie money. They, they run out of everything and then they give up on themselves. And that's the sad part. That's the part that pains my heart is when I see a coach or an author give up on themselves and it's all because they just didn't get with a coach that could get them where they wanted to go. It's just that simple. So let's talk about the next step. Are you ready, Debbie? I am. Okay. So now the way that you call your clients to you, is to find out the words and phrases that they use. And Debbie's been using some of them. So when we get off this call or this, the show tonight, I'm going to suggest that she write down what she told me the parents tell her, because those are the words and phrases. Now, what I have my clients do is they put together 20 very well-defined questions. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that they're not yes and no questions. That doesn't get you anywhere, right? Because people aren't saying anything. So you want to use words and phrases that they would say themselves. So maybe let me use an example. So Debbie said that her clients have a really hard time with the kids paying attention because of the cell phones. Didn't you say that? I did. Okay. So what if you were standing on stage or perhaps you were doing a four minute video for your database, which is one of my favorite things to teach in the massive visibility media course. And you said, you know, I know how it is. I know how it is when you get home and you tell the kids to take the garbage out and they're just sitting there texting on their phone and they won't even look up at you to acknowledge that they heard you. Have you ever felt that way? What do you think people are going to say, Debbie? Yes. <laughs> They're all going to be shaking their heads. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now, I want you to envision something, okay? So okay. if you're standing on stage and say that you have a program that's, I'm just going to throw a number out there. Say it's $2,000. Okay, your program is $2,000. And maybe there's, I don't know, 30 people in the audience. You know, how much money per month would you need to make? 
to do your to pay all your bills. Um, just throw a number out there. A five thousand doesn't even have to be real. Five thousand. Five thousand. Okay. Yeah. So if your program is two thousand dollars, how many people do you have to call out of the audience to meet your monthly? In the financial world, we call it a monthly nut. <laughs> three people. That would be it out of 30. That's not too hard, right? No. No. And if your program was $5,000, you'd only need to call in one. One. That's it. Just one to meet your monthly expenses. So <clears throat> thinking about that, and you're standing on stage and you're talking about how these kids just ignore their parents. And you could be actually telling a story about one of your clients. Okay. And you could get them all wrapped up and say, you know, I think it's so frustrating. And sometimes we just feel like we're over the top. Have you ever felt that way? So what happens is when you use their words and phrases, you pull them into you automatically. This is how you get your clients to call you instead of you chasing your clients. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. It sounds easy, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy because I'm going to ask you, to put 20 questions down on paper and then I'm going to go through with you and revise them so that they get exact they give you exactly what you need from them in order okay. to get these words and phrases okay okay now here's the hard part you know the people in your demographic now your target market mhm mm so you're going to need to find 20 people to ask these questions. Okay. Okay. And then you'll be recording them. So at least you don't have to do a lot of writing, but, and you do it on the phone. So, okay. So when you do this, then you go back and you listen to the answers that they gave you and you can transcribe them yourself or you can have Fiverr do it for a fee. And I heard it's not, always a pretty fee but who knows you, you someone mm -hmm. new might pop up um or you can transcribe it yourself and when i did this for my business i transcribed it myself because i wanted to hear the inflection in the voices okay and then when you're speaking you can actually use their inflections because you're well aware of what they are pretty cool right yeah so the system is, this is not a new system. Believe me, all the car people do it. I think you already know that they'll do a commercial and then they'll have 20 people come in and sit and listen to or watch the commercial. And they make sure that they're in the target market. So say they want to target young men between the ages of 25 and 35. And they put a black car in there and it's all souped up and it's jazzy. And then they have these men come in and talk to them about what they think about the commercial, what they don't like about it, what they do like about it, 
And then they use their words and phrases in the commercial. Okay. See, this isn't yeah. something I invented. This is something that's been used for eons. It's just a different way of taking an old system and converting it into a system that coaches and authors can use. And then why do I say authors? It's because authors write a book and have nothing to go with it. And then they don't understand why they can't sell the book. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Mm -hmm. So when I take my students through, if they want to write a book, I have them write the book after we've developed their programs so that they can sell a book that relates to their programs, just like mine was selling through your heart. It relates to my programs. Then it makes sense. But to have a book, an awesome book, and no programs to go with it, doesn't make sense. What do you think, Debbie? I agree with that. I I would have never thought of it that way because I've been thinking about writing a book of what I've learned over the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know how to go about it. And I was thinking, you know, I was thinking the opposite. As you said, write the book first. But now it makes more sense because I... Um, I belong to a Facebook group of empowering women and they have had programs before they wrote their book mm -hmm. and it's, and the programs are working. I I've seen it. I've watched them. Um, I'm just kind of like an outsider looking in, seeing how they do things because I like to research and uh, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah. You need to have programs before you write your book. Right. And that's why so many authors are having such a difficult time. So now I'm trying to support authors to go back and do those programs. Okay. And then they relaunch their book with additional things in it based on the programs that they've created. Okay. This is what I mean by putting the cart before the horse. Okay. So that you can have the confidence to stand in your power and sell your programs. So we're going to take a short break again, and I'm going to be back with Debbie and I, and I want her to give us some feedback on what she's learned tonight and what her takeaways are. So we'll see you in just a minute. Attention professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, The Art of Selling with Heart, the next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market 
and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. The Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compel to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course is because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class and I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. And if you haven't been listening in until now, I've been working with Debbie, and we've been defining her target market, which she now has. And also, I just shared about the words and phrases that we need to use to call in our clients. And Debbie, I'd like to know what you learned in that last segment, what what are your thoughts about what you learned? Um, you're talking about just this very last segment on the words that we're going to use, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that is striking you. Um, definitely the play on words and what kind of words I can use it um, um, to reel in my clients so that I can help them. Um, knowing that I have to have questions and to ask different, um, parents, um, is very thought provoking at this point, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm going to hear from them what they need. That's such a good point. Um, and let me just then, stop you for a minute. Okay. I want to stop you just for a minute. Okay. You just made a very profound statement, and I, I want to congratulate you for that. Okay. Okay. That was a really great statement because what I talked about last week is the importance of finding out what your clients want before you even create a program. Mm-hmm. What I see is so many times that people go out, they get these certifications, and then they either try to sell that other person's program. I can't figure that out for the life of me. And they get lost in how to do that. Or they say, oh, I went through this experience and I'm going to create this program because I think that everybody needs this. Well, the problem is, Everybody doesn't need it. And that's like looking for a needle in the haystack. And when I had Deborah Dupree on last week, we talked about 
how we interviewed her clients. And then we developed the programs around what her clients were looking for so that it's an easy sell. Wouldn't it be so much easier to sell something that your clients are looking for and have already said mm -hmm. they wanted rather than trying to make something up and then hoping they'll buy? Yes. Yeah. So that's what, that's a big part of what we do in these questions is we find out what it is that they want, what it is that they need, what's out of control in their life that you can provide to support them. So I'll go back to you, Debbie. What else did you learn? Thank you for that wonderful nugget. Oh, you're welcome. Um, listen to the inflection of the voices. Mm -hmm. really resonates with me. Um, I see that every day at school when I'm working with the kids and I watch them. Um, since I've become a life coach, I've been watching what the teachers are doing, their, how they're talking, their body language, and then how the kids are reacting. And I've noticed that sometimes even with my body language, I've changed it. Um, and just the inflection of the voices helps you determine, again, what they need. Mm. And I never realized that until just mm -hmm. within the last month. Um, I learned that tonight. Um, also, finding your target market. I've heard that over and over for the last two years because I was in a different LMM. And um, I think I said that right. And, MLM. Um, yeah. MLM. <laughs> <laughs> and um, every, they kept saying find your target market. But it was like, find it. And it was like, but how, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they said, well, you know, we do this and we do that. But I was such an, an older age than most of them. It was like, how do I find the target? Well, use your age. Well, it was, there was no coaching towards it. Mm -hmm. And right. just within the few minutes that we've talked, I found out what my target market is. I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to go about it. and. It, it all makes sense. It all fell into place as we was talking. Mm -hmm. And that's what a coach does for you, right? Yes. Yes. That's what a coach does for you. So, Debbie, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Okay. And that assignment is to, as you move through your day with the kids and okay. working with the parents, and I, I want you to write down some of the words and phrases that you hear them fre use frequently. Okay. Okay. And okay. then we'll work together on those. Okay. And <clears throat> when you get these words and phrases, then you put them in all of your marketing. You put them in ev on your website. You put them everywhere and you speak them everywhere you go. And it okay. makes it so much easier to make money because that's what we all want, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be supportive. We want to make changes in the world and we want to make money. Yes. And Debbie, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It always flies by so fast. It does. And <laughs> yes. You were really, really wonderful. Thank you for being oh, thank with you. me today. Thank you for asking me. Oh, you're certainly welcome. And I just want to say to all of you, think about your target market and think about the words and phrases that you use as compared to your clients. 
and start writing down the, the, these phrases that your clients use consistently so that you can speak to them from your heart to theirs. Next week on Ascended Masters at Work, we are going to talk about finance and business because everybody's having a problem with sales. And Bloomberg is saying that only 2% of the businesses are thriving. So I want to talk to you next week about money so that your business can thrive too. See you then, Wednesday night at 6. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you've gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. Join us again next Wednesday, live at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to get in the queue early to receive your personalized business coaching experience. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at sellingthroughyourheart.com.